0: everybody, Danny Grant here with another episode of The Studio. This is the place where I interview and talk shop with other professional artists, and we get an inside glimpse into their daily lives as professional artists. On this episode, I did not talk to another artist, but I did talk to Courtney Bridges from Trackel Professional Art Supplies. If you're on instagram you've probably seen a lot of artists tagging them in their posts posts and taking pictures of themselves using Trakel brushes so i thought it would be fun to hear directly from Trakel about their growth as a company and the growing popularity of their products so um, at the time of this interview, I had not used any Trakel products, but Courtney was generous enough to send me a few brushes to try out, which I have since we talked. Um, I have a couple of the Golden Taclon brushes and a couple of the Kalinsky sables, which I'm using right now, and I really like them. Um, so you can take that as an endorsement for what it's worth. Uh, Courtney also sent me a panel with lead-primed linen on the uh, aluminum composite, which I'm looking at longingly right now. Uh, I haven't used it yet. I'd like to do a nice portrait on it, maybe of my wife. We'll see. Um, Anyway, please enjoy the show and stick around for the end where I will give you a discount code good for 15% off of Trikel goodies. Um, And I'm sorry about my sound on this episode. I did a terrible job of staying in front of the mic. So my voice is a little bit in and out. Um, I will do better in the future. Anyway, enjoy the show. Okay, I'm very excited to have Courtney Bridges from Traquel Professional Art Supplies with us today. Courtney, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so I wanted to start with just kind of asking you about the uh, origins of the business, how it got started, how long you guys have been around, um, you know, anything else you want to add to that?
1: Okay, definitely. Um, Brian Traquel actually started the business on his own, and it's been about 33 years now. Um, the the story that I, I finally asked him about. I mean, I've worked there for 15 years now and I finally sat him down one day and was like, you know, I get a lot of questions. I need to know more about the company and, and how it got started. And he told me basically after he got out of high school, he went straight to Alaska and started fishing up there. And he said, you meet a lot, you know, a lot of people from all over the world and just kind of met this person, that person ended up in Asia and a few countries and um, met somebody in Japan that did brush making and needed help. So he asked Brian to help him out and he started, yeah, started helping him. And he said that there used to be villages in Japan where that's all they would do was make brushes. So he learned from there. He, uh, was in other countries. Just, he said he just loved the art form and he went to Germany and, uh, was in a factory there for a little bit, learning from what they call the, uh, master brush. I guess in Germany, you have to have one of them in your factory to be considered a brush factory. So he went there and uh, st- yeah, studied with them for a while and then came back to the US. And he said that was about uh, 10 years from when he got out of high school and came back and started Traquel in California. And he was in Brea and started selling nail brushes. And uh, it's the same type of filaments that you would use in an artist brush that you use in a nail brush for huh. acrylic nails. And so the acrylic nail industry was taking off at the time. And he said it was just it worked in his favor because everybody was getting brushes from overseas and it was taking, you know, three months to get an order when he could deliver within two weeks.
0: Wow. So,
1: yeah. So he just took off from there, started doing uh, private label brushes for a bunch of the nail companies. And um, I would say early 90s, he started uh, an art brush line because it's, you know, same filament, same production, everything. Hmm. And started doing an art line, but it just kind of kind of was there in the background because the nail industry was so huge. And then um, when I started working there, it was taking off a little bit more, and he just kind of wanted to push it, push it, push it, and uh, with the help of social media, that's what got us to where we are today. Wow. That's, uh,
0: <laughs> that's a far more romantic story than I would have imagined. Uh, that's, that's really cool. I like that, uh, you know, studying for master brush makers. Were they making, um, were they making nail brushes over there, or just all?
1: Yeah, all types of brushes. Okay. I mean, yeah, basically the nail brushes. It's it's Kalinsky hair, but it's just shaped in a Kalinsky brush that you would use for watercolor painting. Hmm. So yeah, it just it depends on on what it's used for and how they design it, but it's all the same process.
0: So you said about ten years after he. Um... Would you say was it ten years after he got out of high school he opened the yeah. he opened the store so,
1: yeah so about ten years was his journey from leaving California, going up to Alaska, going to Asia, studying and all that, and came back to California it was about ten years. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a cool story. So he's he's still involved with the with the brand. Oh yeah, brand? He's come, comes in every day, calls every day, very involved. Okay. Wow, that's cool. It um, is. And so you mentioned. Um, you know, social media, you know, how, where you guys, how you guys have gotten to where you are today. And, um, so I wanted to talk about, um, the fact that, so I'm here in Texas, you guys are uh, a California brand, California company. Um, and I had never heard of Trakel before at all. Um, until, you know, recently, I don't know, six months ago or something on Instagram, I started seeing all these artists tagging Trakel arts or, uh, Go ahead and give us your uh, your your Instagram because I can't it's, think of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Trichel Art Supplies
1: with the okay. underscores in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. So yeah, I started seeing that. Uh, you know, being tagged and uh, a bunch of artists that I follow posts and um. So uh, you know, and then obviously that the word gets out. So um, that's been a really successful campaign, and you guys are are um i guess in a way partnering up with a lot of artists um yes so how does that how does it work i mean are the artists sort of approaching you or you guys going out and finding artists on instagram to then sort of um and then i say partner with but I, i don't know exactly what that entails or or how involved with the artists that are sort of tagging you are you getting i guess is the question um well,
1: we teamed up with a marketer, uh, I would say maybe seven to 10 years ago, and um, she wanted us to to reach out to artists that were nearby that she could go talk to, and this is back in the MySpace days, so yeah. I got on there and was trying to look for some, some artists that people liked, and I found a few, and uh, Greg Simkins happened to be one of them. So she went out and talked to him, got a bit more information, and then after... Um, the marketing was over with we still kept in contact with Greg and we just kind of kind of learned from him that I mean working directly with an artist is a way to go they have so much information to give you and they connect you with a bunch of other people yeah. and, and then after MySpace was Facebook and that was kind of that helped us a little bit too but then with Instagram it just I think just because Instagram is so visual, that's where all the artists went to. And it just, that totally just was it for us. That's what put us over the top. And uh, we don't really go out and I know a lot, we get a lot of people email and call and they think that everyone that's tagging us on Instagram, that we're paying them to do it or, you know, giving them brushes in exchange for it. But it's honestly just people doing it just because they feel so strongly about the brand. So we do have, our pro team artists that i you can say that they're sponsored, but its I think that it's more of a relationship that we have with them because they work with us on products that they like. We design something for them with their name on it. And, I mean, I can shoot them a text message in the middle of the day and ask them a quick question and get a response, and then we can both go on about our day. So it's just its cool. an awesome thing to have.
0: Cool. So, so if they get one of those um – if they get sort of branded, I guess they get a, a set of brushes with their name on them. Um, do they get a, they get in a cut of the action? Yeah, no, of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome.
1: yeah, definitely. So they, that works for everybody. And, um, I mean, they do the brush sets. We also have done paint sets in the past, uh, with Koo Shadler, we do an egg tempera set. So it's more than just the brushes. It's kind of everything that, that they like that works for them. We'll design something for them.
0: That's great. Um, well, let's talk about let's talk about your products then. Um, do you have a signature product? What would you say? Are... Um,
1: I mean, definitely our brushes are what got us started. Okay. Uh, signature yeah. pro- It's hard to say signature wise. I mean, our Golden Tacklon brushes are our most popular seller, but that's because okay. they work with every medium out there. But definitely yeah. brushes, and then we just started making panels about three
0: years ago. Cool. Um, yeah, I know a friend of mine who I just visited has is a big fan of your panels. Um, and that looks like uh, just from looking at the website, it looks like, yeah, probably panels and brushes would be your your bread and butter. definitely. cool. Um, and so you have you're sponsoring an upcoming art show, is that right?
1: Yeah, um we actually are curating the art show. okay. Um, we've had a couple artists throw the idea around at us before. It's something I thought about, but, I've never really had a, a contact in a gallery and then uh, I met Kate Zambrano mm, about six months ago and she lives in New York and works at the uh, gallery and she kind of said that she wanted to do something with Trakel, wanted us to get on board and and work with them so I kind of just threw it out there and said we've had people mentioning that we should curate a show and she was totally on board with it and I sent her a list of the artists at i worked with and kind of thought would be good for it and they were totally totally open to it and have been nothing but helpful so we're really excited about it
0: that's really cool so that's um you said it's going to be in new york yeah it's going to be in
1: new york in the hamptons june 10th oh
0: wow fancy. yeah
1: so yeah we got some some good names on there we got tony cyranai and scott waddell and kate of course uh glenn arthur one of our pro team artists uh sean cheatham natalia fabia i mean there's there's about between i would say 25 30 artists oh wow okay yeah yeah it's Um, gonna be good
0: um, is there a place i I was gonna ask you about the roster but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ask you to rattle off 25 or 30 names off the top (laughs) of your head um so is, is there a place where people can go and just see what the what the roster of the show is
1: we haven't put a flyer together yet, so there isn't a roster out, but okay. hopefully, um, beginning of April, we're going to start nailing everything down and start promoting it a little bit more, and then we'll have everybody's name on there that, that is going to participate.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, that's a good idea. Um, is there anything, this might be a hard question, but, um, so you guys have chosen these artists. Is there anything? Is there anything thematic-wise or style-wise about these artists that you um, that you prefer, or, or a specific reason why you've chosen them?
1: Uh, the artists for the sh- the show that we're curating. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was some artists that I put on the list that we decided that they probably it probably wouldn't fit the style of artwork that they sell at the their gallery. Okay. So we we, we wanted to invite so many people, but it's kind of you don't want to have them do all this work and potentially not really have it, at it sales. So we didn't, it's not that we like these artists better than everybody else. It's just who fit. And most of them I have a pretty personal uh, relationship with. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Um, okay. So I was, I was looking at your website, um, today. And one thing I noticed about where we can get Trigel, Trigel products, um, you know, like we mentioned, you're, you're based in California, and so you probably do most of your sales online, I would imagine. Um, but yes. then I noticed some, some some stores around the country that, that sell your product, and um, they seem to be mostly kind of smaller, I'm guessing kind of independent stores, because I never, I never heard of any of them. Um, yeah. And so I was just wondering if if you guys have any plans to go in into some of the larger stores um, you know, national chain stores, or, 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 or if not, then then why you you've chosen not to go that route?
1: I mean, we definitely would love to be in everybody's local art supply store, or the bigger chains, just because it's more convenient. Yeah, I know that. Um, I know a lot of artists want to touch and feel the brushes before they buy them and see what they look like. So there is that advantage to being in a store, the mom and pop stores that do carry our products. I think they, they have a lot of people coming in and requesting and, and they're more open to taking on a small brand like that since they are also, you know, they're in the same field as we are. Right. Um, with the, the bigger chains, it's a little trickier because they want, they want a really deep discount in order to buy your product and put it in the store, right. which is fine. I mean, we could do that, but in the end, the artists are the ones that are going to suffer because we're going to have to raise our prices dramatically in order to give them the discounts they need. So in the long run, you guys will be paying the higher price at the end of the day. So we would prefer not to do that and would like to just keep everything, you know, low cost and, and in-house so we can kind of control all that.
0: That makes sense. Um, yeah, as soon as you started to say that, I, I was nodding to myself like, uh, I knew that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people always complain yeah. about Art supplies being so expensive, and that's you know it's part of the reason. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it; it's the way that things go. But
0: right. we don't but, want we don't want
1: to to punish you guys for it.
0: Yeah, and I guess I kind of forget that, um, you know, these are art stores, but they're also they're also um, basically big box stores, and that's yeah. just how how big box retail runs. I yeah, guess. definitely. Um, I mean, it,
1: it works for for some people, but it's just not not for us. Definitely. I mean, we would still love to be in there one day, but right now we're gonna, we're going to stick to, to what we're doing.
0: Yeah. I I mean, definitely artists like to go in and, you know, fondle the merchandise. Um, but, (laughs) but, but I do think that, um, and I'd like to know your opinion on this. Um, I'm thinking that more and more art, art sales are happening online just like everything else i mean oh, i know i'm certainly starting to buy more stuff online just just you know out of the convenience it's it it's really time is convenient. consuming to, to get out of the studio and go get the stuff and you can just yeah. you know roll over to the computer and you know i mean most artists are ordering the same stuff over and over again so exactly and and once you you know somebody chooses to uh switch over to Traquel, then they can just keep ordering your stuff over and over again.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's what we're <laughs> hoping for. So yeah. I mean, definitely having an online store is where you have to be these days, but there's still we'd still get a lot of people wanting wanting us to be in their local store just because it's convenient for them to walk down and get all their paints and their mediums and their brushes and anything else that we might not supply all at once. So that's where where it's hard for us, but um, I mean, we do have a pretty local Uh, Following, So people that do buy from us will continue to, even if it is, you know, a separate order from somebody else. Right.
0: So do you guys have an actual, um, like, your own brick and mortar? Um, We do not. We let
1: people that maybe they're driving through the area or they live nearby, we'll tell them they can come in and pick their order up. But we unfortunately don't have a storefront where they can come in and kind of go through everything. Uh, Where we live isn't – it's not – really art community there's not a ton of artists so if we did open up a a storefront we would maybe get a customer coming in a day and it wouldn't really be worth it to have somebody sitting there just for that so um we're hoping that one day it does get to that point though where everybody's coming over all the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) um well that yeah i mean that sounds like a just a smart business decision um i guess i'd like for you to um Give us. Uh, do you have like a, a spiel? Like if 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 somebody was having you out to their school to talk to you know their their painting class or something, is there a, a presentation that you would uh, give about your products?
1: Oh yeah, I, I've done it before. and It's pretty pretty nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, basically, what we always try to get across. Is that you know, everything that we sell is professional grade. We don't have a student line of brushes or economy or anything like that. You're going to, what you're going to get from us is going to be top of the line. I mean, I know that when you're a student and you're kind of broke, so you want to get the the cheaper stuff just to get by, but you're kind of sacrificing the quality of your work by doing that. And with us being able to keep our prices so low, I mean, we've compared to some of the the less quality brands out there and we're right in line with them. So that's, also kind of hard to try to get across to everybody that you know our prices are low but the quality isn't um yeah i mean we work really closely with all of our artists and get really good feedback from them i mean there's products that we've come out with that we've had to take back and tweak after we you know go show them to some of the artists and they're like no no this isn't right you need to do this you need to do that so we take everything they say pretty pretty seriously and You know, with the panels, it took a lot of tweaking, and we finally got them where we want them to be and just super happy with them. And that was another project that we worked on with Greg Simpkins. His dad used to make his panels, and he told us that it was something that he thought we should definitely add to the line. And he invited us down, and we hung out with his dad in his garage, and he just showed us all the the things that he did, and we took it back and just kind of perfected it yeah (laughs) it was really neat we we definitely owe a lot to greg him and his wife and his dad just the whole family they've just been so great to us and have helped us more than they know probably
0: that's very cool
1: yeah
0: um i want to ask you about um the aluminum um i saw i noticed you guys have aluminum panels yes Um, that seems to be kind of a kind of a, a i don't know if it's caught on super huge now but i, I know a guy um a, a friend of mine who's a very prolific painter um who, who's painting directly on aluminum these days mm-hmm. um and is can you tell me a little bit about oh, what the benefits of that are i i, I think mostly it's a it's an archival thing is oh that- definitely yeah. um
1: it's really funny because we were just hanging out with Aaron Westerberg last week in his studio. And, um, I brought up how we were wanting to push the aluminum composite panels a little bit more. And he was like, I can, I can talk all day about those things. So we set the camera up and we're going to have a video actually. Yeah. We're going to have a video coming out uh, next week about it actually. And I mean, he just basically, he just loves it. Like you said, it's super archival. It's never going to warp. Um, you can glue whatever linen you want to it. You can gesso it. You can paint directly on it. And they're so light. You can, I mean, they're easy to frame too on top of it. So there's just multiple benefits to it. But definitely the fact that they're not going to decay over time is what people love the most.
0: That's very cool. So I heard, I don't know where, I don't, through the grapevine somewhere, um, that was it sable? One of the hairs, um, they were. Uh, gonna make illegal because it was um uh, the animal was uh, nearing extinction or something uh, uh, is that the same uh, uh, the
1: kalinsky sable
0: kalinsky sables okay so what what what's going on with that are we still getting real kalinsky sable
1: hair oh yeah we're st-
0: okay yeah we're
1: still we're still getting it um you know we we hear so many different stories I don't even know what the truth is honestly I mean we heard that people were smuggling in mongoose and saying that it was Kalinsky and it got caught. And so they started testing all the hair and realized that people were marking, you know, certain brushes as something that it wasn't. So it kind of threw up this red flag and caused a scare. And I honestly, I don't know what's going on with it, but we luckily haven't had too much of an issue with it. And we're hoping that it stays that way. Yeah. So was I I honestly haven't heard anything about them becoming extinct. That's,
0: that's why? news to me
1: <laughs> I oh, definitely okay. hope that's not no, true no, no, no. <laughs> I um, mean it could be but we haven't heard that yet
0: <laughs> no don't take that to the bank that was just me um, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. just trying to I, I just assume that was the reason why it was becoming uh, illegal um, yeah. I know that that
1: was the reason with the the mongoose but um I haven't oh, okay. I'm not sure about the Kalinske yet
0: okay oh. um, so was that an American? law or yeah from what we
1: understand it's some sort of permit thing that is only going on in the u.s
0: interesting okay yes yeah um (laughs) huh so i guess if it ever happens then you can open a plant in china can we import them from somewhere else if that happens Um, i guess that would still be illegal huh
1: yeah we'd probably have to do it within (laughs) the country (laughs) yeah they just they don't they don't want it in at all oh man (laughs) Yeah, but we're doing good so far. So fingers crossed it keeps going that way. <laughs> um,
0: okay, well, what else would you like to add while uh, while people are listening? To, um...
1: we, oh, well,
0: we started doing a lot of uh,
1: YouTube videos recently. Okay. Um, we definitely want to start promoting that more. We're going out. I mean, we've already done maybe four or five. We've hung out with a few artists, put some videos together. And uh, so once a week we're trying to release something, whether it be instructional or just something funny, a time lapse, um, something that discusses the products, uh, just just anything like that. I mean, I know that YouTube's huge. We've heard that it's the second biggest search engine behind uh, Google, so we definitely wow. want to start putting more and more out there. So if people want to check out our YouTube channel and see. The artists that we're working with and hanging out with and what they have to say about some of the products to back it up that's always a, a good place to go cool cool
0: um you know there's a there's a ton of art uh, supplies out there right so is there anything that kind of sets you guys apart
1: um, um yeah i mean there yeah there are a lot of good art supply companies out there And when we go to the the conventions and we see them all. I, I mean, honestly, it gives me more respect for what they're doing because of now that we're in it, we realize how competitive it is and how hard it is to get artists to come to you when there's so many options out there.
0: Right. Um,
1: I mean, don't, I think that's pretty much the only thing that does set us apart is that we get out and we go directly to the artists and talk to them and listen to them. And we're not relying on stores to sell our stuff. We have to do it ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, I mean, there's some really, really good quality art companies out there that I've noticed a lot of them aren't in art supply stores either that they're doing it on their own. So, I mean, it's hard for the mom and pop shops to to stay open these days. So I think everybody, like you said, they're all they're all going through the the Internet to sell now. And it's a lot harder to do it that way because there's so many websites and so many companies out there that if you're not going to go right directly into an art store, it's a lot harder to get your name out there.
0: Yeah, well. You know, it's interesting because it's a. Um, it sounds like you guys are kind of hustling the same way that artists are having to get ourselves out there. You know. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely.
1: But I mean, I've heard a lot from artists that um, they sell a lot of their paintings through Instagram, and it's great to hear that because you hear a lot of the complaints of you know working with the gallery and they take half of the you know right, half of the pay right. and whatnot. So whenever they can do it on their own, it's just a, a relief for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, what's the what's the product that you're most excited about right now? Um, I guess you talked about the aluminum panels, um, and, and maybe that would be the answer, but is there anything else that's that you guys are kind of, that's sort of uh, a fresh offering that you're really excited about? Yeah, we
1: actually just introduced the Spectrum brushes to our line. Um, we have a synthetic Mongoose line, But the way the filament is designed, they can't really make it in a longer length out. So we found a a similar filament that kind of mimics a mongoose hair. And it's, yeah, it's longer length. We have the long flats and the long filberts. And they've taken off without us having to really push them too much. And, I mean, people love them. That video that we just did with Derek Harrison, um, that should be coming out in a few weeks. He talks about them and he said the... the the way that they work with lead prime linen is just he said it's just the greatest relationship. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we're definitely happy about the, the spectrum brushes and the aluminum composite panels. And we we also have the gator foam too that that has taken off recently, so it's it's finally catching
0: on. Cool. Um and so the gator foam is that what what's the advantage to that? Just the, the lightweight or yeah, the lightweight.
1: It's just good for uh, plain air painting okay. when you want to go hike right, up to right, right. You know, the top of a mountain and you don't want to carry a bunch of weight on you so we yeah. adhere it to the gator foam with the beva film and then if in the future they want to transfer it to a different substrate they can reheat the the film and move it to something else
0: oh interesting
1: yeah so that's um, a of the, the beva film that we use
0: that sounds like a um it sounds like a process I'd be frightened to do. Is that? Yeah, fair I wouldn't simple, recommend or... it. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. So it's possible, be... but not necessarily like a, a recommended or a... No, okay.
1: no not at all. <laughs> I would <laughs> recommend taking it to a conservator or somebody that knows how to do that. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's cool. Um, you guys, so, you know, you mentioned the, the Gator Foam, great for plain air. And the plain air thing is, is really popular right now do you guys have other products that are uh great for plain air painters
1: Mm, actually yeah mostly just those i mean the aluminum panels are they're not as light as the the gator foam but they're pretty
0: yeah
1: pretty much the same i mean they're thin and you could put them in your wet box carrier and take them with you and um i mean that's a for plain air painting that's pretty much it plus all the brushes but since we're, we're only specializing in brushes and panels we don't have a lot for that
0: yeah, I kind of like that you guys seem to, to, to keep it simple and specialized.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's easy to start adding a ton of things to the line, but I, I feel yeah. like you, you don't really master one of them if you're just going to start adding a ton of different things. So, I mean, right. I always think about adding paint in the future that we make in our own factory, but I know that that would require a lot of work. So I think once we nail down the brushes and the panels and, and get that where we want it that paint would be in the future
0: okay um that's interesting so that's you guys do have those kind of plans to to grow oh yeah (laughs) yeah Hmm. um what are are the margins like for some of those things uh uh, since we're doing Paint. It seems like. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. I uh, guess that's why I'm asking. But <laughs> I mean, definitely, <laughs>
1: if you make it in house, it's going to be a lot better than having a third party do it for you. Because the market's so competitive out there that there isn't a lot of margin in it. So you yeah. would want to do it yourself. But I mean, Average if you're making, if you're making high quality paint, you can you can make a pretty a pretty decent amount off of it.
0: Yeah. Um. So have you guys looked into? Um, would that be another 10 years in, uh, overseas studying with master? <laughs> <laughs> it might be, another, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've
1: looked into to making our own paint and that's when we realized that, um, uh, there's a lot that goes into it and we would definitely, we wouldn't want to just put something out there that we're not proud of. So it would be a lot of work and we want to hire someone that knows what they're doing before we went there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Cool. Well, um, any, anything else you'd like to add?
1: Uh, not that I can think of. I mean, just if people are interested and want to know more about us, they can visit our website at trackel.com or follow us on any of our social media pages and watch our videos on YouTube.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure talking with you. And awesome. I hope people go and buy Trakel products. Okay, thanks again to Courtney Bridges. And now for the discount code I promised you. Um, when you're checking out at Trakel.com, where it says apply coupon, you type studio17, um, all lowercase, just studio, and the number is 17. And you'll save 15% off, and that offer is good until May the 8th. Um, and Courtney mentioned the gallery show Trakel is curating, which opens June 10th at Raison Gallery in the Hamptons, New York. Um, so I would definitely go to that if you're in the area. And I should mention the gallery show that I am putting together um, also opens June 10th. So... Uh, It's going to be a great night for gallery openings. Um, And it is a show of work from the artists who have been guests on this podcast. It's going to be at the Georgetown Arts Center in Georgetown, Texas, which is just north of Austin. So if you are in the area, please put that date on your calendar. And um, as you can imagine from the caliber of artists I have interviewed so far, that's going to be a fantastic show. Um, So really looking forward to that. Um, And as always, um, if you'd like to support the show, please tell your friends about the show and leave comments on iTunes. Give us a seven and a half star rating on iTunes. Um, And if you'd like to drop me a line about the podcast, you can do that at danny at com, and tell me how much you love the show or how much you hate the show. Um, I haven't had any hate mail yet, so that would be kind of fun. Um, I did get reprimanded early on for not having enough females on the show, um, but... I think that ended uh I think that exchange ended amicably so it do- doesn't count as hate mail um anyway okay thanks everybody uh we'll talk to you next time